Dude, I took some MILF. What the hell is that? M-I-L-F. Mom, I'd like to fuck. Yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah you guys. MILF. MILF. And here we go. It's the comic, 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 comic book boogies. Man, you come right out of a comic book. Welcome back to the Comic Book Bullies with Nerdist New Bully. I'm your host, Leroy, a.k.a. The Mother Box, uh, with my co-host. Yeah, this is Eli, a.k.a. Uh, Boba Sex. There we go. I almost missed you, Eli, but we got in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so today, even though today is tomorrow and tomorrow is today, we're going to keep going forward because today is a very special celebration, and we want to make sure we celebrate that special person. And that person is Goku. Uh, happy National Goku Day uh, to Five Nine, uh, Eli. Apparently, this is a thing that I didn't know about. Uh, I didn't know about it either. <laughs> yeah. So apparently, in Japan, May the ninth is official Goku Day. Well, there you go. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, to celebrate, we're just gonna keep it going from there. Uh, oh no, get out of there. Okay. So, like I said, April 9th is the celebration of Goku Day, and to celebrate Goku Day, they also announced another movie. Remember, they had that big movie, the Resurrection of whatever, and the Dragon Ball Super whatever. New movie coming out. So, big deal from that one. Um, yeah. So, hey, birthday to Goku. I just like this scene right. This is actually from the video game. It's not even from the anime. <laughs> <laughs> I did this like it's a cut scene in there. I'm like, oh shit, you can do that on a game. So okay. So, but anyway, and. Also, not only happy birthday to Goku, happy Mother's Day. <laughs> yes. Know? Yeah. So I feel bad because every Mother's Day, I'm seeing a trend of MILF trending on there. You know, uh, like I said, there's a picture of Stifler's mom from American Pie. So I don't know what's wrong with the world. I guess Ultron was right. You know, so <laughs> uh, let's go to the call. Let's see what we got before we jump into the good shit. Uh, that looks cool. Thank you, six one six man. Six one six in the house. Yeah, no, he gonna rep. No, he gonna represent. Um, I'm trying yeah. to share out the link. Where the link at? Are you sure? Because it's about your time. You 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 about to be up. Okay. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to filibust and just go on about Goku. You want to keep going on about Goku? I keep going on about Goku until you share. You can go on. Out. You can go on. <laughs> okay. Uh, for everybody listening right now, I want you to put in the chat who you think would win: Ultra Instinct Goku versus Omni Man. There we go. All right. I, I did, that's all I got, Eli. I got nothing else. All right. Well, I can't find the. I don't even know where the link is. The internet sucks. Three, <laughs> two, one. All right, you're up. Okay. What am I up about? What are we talking okay. about? Okay. Uh, we are talking about TV reviews uh, because actually on the band that everybody came to listen to, they came to hear about the baddest of the baddest batch. Okay. Yes. Because you I watched the TV show. I did watch a TV show. Yeah. So tell us, Eli. Sell us. You know, the filthy casuals on the okay. Bad Batch. You know, what, what is the Bad Batch? A Bad Batch of Star Wars. It's basically a continuation of the Clone Wars. Um, it is referring to Clone Troopers or Clone Squad 99. Be, be, were, before, before we get there, I had to, have to ask a question. 
how close to the Clone Wars is this? Like how how much of the Clone Wars do we need to understand to understand this? Um, what? How much do you need to know? I mean, you can probably jump right in. Um, you don't. I mean, it makes references. It would help if you knew some of the bad, uh, the Clone War stuff, because um, there's a lot of Easter eggs, a lot of references. Um, but was the bad batch? Was the bad batch in the Clone Wars? Yes, they made their debut in the last season of the Clone okay. Wars. They were introduced. So, um, yeah, the, the, there's not a you. This this could be a jumping off point for for new for new uh, for new what new viewers. Um, so, because it just it basically takes place right as Order sixty six happens. Interesting. Um, okay. Yeah. So, uh, so this is the the Bad Batch. They are they were defective clones from the Clone Wars. They um, they don't look like the other clones, but they each had enhanced abilities. You know, you have Hunter who's got heightened senses. He can hear and see and smell very well. Um, you have, uh, what's his name? Wrecker. He's like a big, strong guy. He's got enhanced strength. You have Tech, who is really smart. He's like Donatello. Yeah, That's Tony Stark, okay. you know, really good with hacking into computers. Smart, very smart. Uh, Crosshairs, who's a sniper. And then the newest addition is Echo. Echo was a clone trooper. This were the Clone Wars cartoon you know, comes into play. He was an old clone. He was killed or thought to have been killed in, uh, I think, season three. Um, but it turns out he was, they took his body, had his body on ice and basically turned him into a cyborg. And now he's part of the Bad Batch because he didn't fit in with the rest of the clone troops. He ended up joining the Bad Batch squad um, last season. So um, they're basically uh, like a, a black ops crew, you know, they kind of go in and they get, they get like really hard jobs because they're like the expendables. They get the really hard missions that usually has a low survival rate, but they seem to always get the job done. But, but who sends them on the missions? Uh, the, the war, the generals in this okay. first one, they went to go back up. Um, a jet there, they're on a planet. There's a Jedi and his Padawan, they're um I can't remember their names, but they aren't in Revenge of the Sith. Uh the um they're they're them and their squad of clone troopers, they're being they're being uh uh ambushed by a bunch of the droids and back up. They're waiting for reinforcements. The only reinforcements show up is the bad batch, but the bad batch take them all out, like you know, dead everybody. Right after they, you know. Destroy all the droids, Order 66 happens. So like five minutes in, you know, the Order 66 is called. The clone troopers start going haywire, kill the one Jedi Master, but then the Padawan escapes. Hunter goes after him, but then he's wondering what's going on. He's like, what the hell? Why, are, why did the clone troopers all of a sudden kill the Jedi? They were our generals and shit. So he doesn't understand because the inhibitor chips aren't they haven't really explained why the inhibitor chips aren't working in the bad batch except for one uh the sniper crosshairs he's the only one that's like oh shit we got to kill the jedi so, so um he's well, trying to kill the, yeah he's trying to kill the, the 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 padawan but hunter ends up letting him go um and then the the sniper guy's kind of like would you do that for he suspects him he's like where's the, where'd the padawan go and he, 
Hunter's like, oh, he fell. But then Crosshair's like, <laughs> I don't, I don't buy it, you know. Um, but the Padawan, it turns out, again, Easter egg, the Padawan turns out to be Kanan, who's gonna show up later on in the Rebels. Um, so another Easter egg. So basically, this first episode, there was two episodes that dropped. One on May the 4th, the episode one, which was really long. It was like 70, 75 minutes. It was like a mini movie. It's a pretty long episode. Um, and then they dropped another one on Thursday on the regular time. So every Thursday or Friday. Okay, Friday so they didn't just drop like two episodes, three episodes, they this right now. Okay. Yeah. Um, so uh the first episode, yeah, you know, Order 66 happens. Um they're wondering what's happening. The, the, the war is now technically over. They go back to Camino and they're kind of like the outcasts, you know, the bad bachelor, the other clone troopers kind of, you know, they're kind of douchebags to them. Oh, there's those, those dumbasses, you know, they, they eat by themselves. They got a, a bunk by themselves and all that stuff like that. Um, so they're kind of like the rejects. Um, we are introduced to a little girl clone. She was a clone, but she's a girl, but she's really smart. Her name is Omega. Um, she so like how works. they pull that off if they're? I don't know. Okay, clone. I don't know. She's a female clone. I don't know. <laughs> Take one chromosome out. Boom. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's explain. Okay. And she's thank really you, smart. George Lucas. I fixed it for you. Yeah, she's really smart. She's on the medical staff or whatever, and she kind of takes a liking to the Bad Batch. But Tarkin shows up. Grand Moff Tarkin shows up and he's like, yeah, these clone troopers, they're too expensive. We're going to start going with regular. We're just going to start recruiting volunteers to be our stormtroopers for our new soldiers. Um, you know, the Kaminoans, the cloners, they're like, hey, yeah, we, we you know, they're trying to like make a case for them. Um, and Tarkin is like taking a liking to the Bad Batch. Like this guy or this crew has a high successful, you know, rate. Um, on completing missions, so he puts them through a, few, a series of tests that they all that they all pass, you know. And then he's like, "Okay, for your first mission, if you guys want to stay in my army, the the Empire Army, you guys got to. This is your first mission. Go take out these insurgents." So they end up going to this planet, and it turns out to be Saw Gerrera. Oh, Forrest Whitaker from the yeah, movie. yeah. Okay. Forrest Whitaker's in Rogue One. Um, Saw Gerrera was also in. The Clone Wars as a young man, um, and they were allies with the clones. So when Hunter and the crew get there, they're like, "Why do the Empire? These were our allies. Why do they want them killed?" So Hunter's like, you know, questioning the orders. You know, Hunter and the rest of the crew like, "This doesn't make any sense. What's happening?" But Crosshairs, the one sniper guy whose inhibitor chip is still working, he's like all soldiers must follow orders and he's trying to kill them, you know? So again, Hunter kind of lets them go. Um, and then crosshairs gets examined and they end up, uh, the, the droids end up, or the empire end up turning up the signal in his inhibitor brain. So he's like really like just all on soldier and has no, you know, that's kind of like the, the theme of this show is, what you know where does the soldier end and the and the individual begins and that was kind of like the theme in all the clone wars they were right. always sort of like what's I our purpose? in a lot of war movies in general yeah like they were always kind of questioning what's our purpose we're bred for war but we are individuals they're always searching for their own individuality they give each other names instead of just numbers 
Um, so that was kind of like the theme in, in, the, in the Clone Wars. And that's kind of continuing here where Hunter and the rest of the Bad Batch are kind of like questioning why they're doing things, you know. Um, but yeah, so Crosshairs ends up turning on them and then they make a break for it. And that's kind of like where the first episode ends. And then the second episode is where they go to a planet where there's this one, uh, again, referring to another earlier season in the Clone Wars, there was a deserter a clone trooper that deserted the army and um, started a family. They find him, but then it's the end of the clone wars. The empire is starting to take over. So credits, all of a sudden money is changing. The currency is changing. You know, people are trying to get off the planet, but their money isn't working. They need galactic credits now. So it all turns into this whole cat and mouse, you know, uh, sort of trying to get off the planet. And um, the Bad Batch sort of help this one family escape the planet, um, you know, by taking out droid or taking out, you know, the new troopers and stuff like that. They try to send Omega. The little girl ends up tagging along with them. Um, he tries to send Omega with the family, but she refuses um, and ends up staying. So I think that's going to be like the relationship. We're going to have like the Bad Batch and this little kid tagging along, you know. Um, the second episode was a little slow. The first episode was really cool. You know, you know, launched us into the series, plenty of action, you know, kind of sets up the whole series. This one was the second episode was kind of slow. Um, and, uh, Omega is showing some abilities. Gomer was the one who said maybe she's force sensitive. I was like, Whoa, maybe I thought that was against the rules or something like the clones I can't be. Yeah, well, that's, okay. yeah. I thought I thought of her as actually, well. She's a she's part of the clones. They were putting all that military strategy, that military training into the clones. That maybe that some mm -hmm. of that she and she uh, inherited some of that. You know, because she can shoot guns and shit. Never shot a gun before, but she's taking she's sniping people out and shit like that. Mm -hmm. um, so I, yeah, yeah. I, I, that's what I thought. You know, maybe she's just like, got that training in, like in her. But you know, Gomer's suggested. Maybe she's force sensitive, and that would be kind of, I guess, yeah. How does that happen? I mean, they have, I don't know. Have you heard? I mean, I haven't read the, the comic, but there's that comic that just came out a couple weeks ago where it talks about where they, they found Luke's severed hand. Um, no, I didn't, I, didn't read, I didn't read that one. No, read I didn't read it either, but I heard that the Emperor got a hold of Luke's severed hand, and he's using it to make force like he's using it for the midichlorians to make clones of himself you know force sensitive blood um i don't know how i feel about that i'm like you had anakin the whole time what's wrong with his blood that's the he's force sensitive i mean yeah. just clone yourself you know you know this is my thing of like okay will you stop just tearing every tearing the skywalker saga apart you know right <laughs> like, we get it. You want to take apart every little bitty thing, but you, yeah. you don't have to. Let, yeah. Let's let let leave some stuff to mystery. Yeah, quit trying to turn Star Wars into Marvel or DC, where you're just right. I mean, some of the mystery is part of it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, but I I don't know if she's force sensitive. That's okay, whatever. But I just thought of it as she's probably got some of that military training in her. But um, but overall, it's fun. It's basically an extension of the Clone Wars. Um, it, like I said, it's like Clone Wars season eight. You know, it makes direct references to the show. Um, you know, it happens right as Order 66 happens. So it's leading into what happens between, you know, 
Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, and will lead it to Rebels. You know, they're making references to Rebels. So, uh, so yeah, yeah so I, it I enjoyed it. Just connects yeah. together. So, okay. Yeah, so if you haven't watched The Clone Wars, you could jump into this and probably get, you know, probably get it. You know, it's a good starting off point. So how many episodes are we talking about? I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah. The last season of The Clone Wars was, I think, 10? Okay. So... Yeah, if we get ten episodes out of this. That's pretty good. Yeah, if you uh, yeah six one six. If you like the Clone Wars, you'll like this. If you haven't seen the Clone Wars but was always curious, you can start with the Bad Batch. You know. Okay. Know about Star Wars lore? How about the animation of it? Same style, the same. Animation is the best it's ever been. Now that Disney's got a hold of it, like the last mm -hmm. season of the Clone Wars looked immaculate. You know, because before the Clone Wars was on Nickelodeon, or was it? No, it was on Cartoon Network. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and then I think Netflix got a hold of it for the lost episodes, uh, but now once Disney got into it, they're like you know, they're they're it's got that Disney money, so it looks <laughs> gotcha. awesome. okay, you can tell, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice, so, okay, yeah. All right, cool. Well, Elias, since I got you in the talking mood, I feel like we should just keep it going. I'm gonna just stay on you, because uh, okay. this next topic is right up the alley, also. So, like I said, Marvel just announced a new thing. I don't oh. know what it is. <laughs> I, I kind of halfway paid attention to it, but didn't pay attention to it. But at the same time, I didn't want to get into it too much because I wanted to you know, not steal your thunder on it. So basically, they announced a new Captain America uh, who was going to be Native American. Uh, yeah, yeah. Go, go ahead. Get, get ready. Get stretch. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Crack your yeah. knuckles. Do whatever you need to do. It, it's, been a long, it. it's been a long weekend. I got to tell <laughs> I like. I've been avoiding this conversation. Honestly, Reason I've been avoiding this conversation because I've been too busy in the other conversation. But like I said, I want to step on your toes. Okay. Take over whatever, whatever it is. I don't know what this is. So sell me on it or not sell me on it. What what is this? Okay. So I guess this is going to be like a little bit of a uh, a cell. Is it some sort of celebration about? Um, well, it's supposed Captain to be Captain America's America? 80th, his 80th anniversary coming up. Yeah. So it's a series, like it's a a, a limited series. It's going to be like a five issue series. The United States of Captain America, where they're celebrating, you know, different eras of Captain America's life. And I guess other people that Captain America, like, delegated to represent him or something like that. You know, so he's going to go throughout, like, every issue. It's going to be a different, diverse, uh, you know, somebody to represent, you know, the diversity, basically. There's going to be a gay Captain America. There's going to be, you know, other people of color Captain America. And oh, so that's they, where that came from. Because I yeah. saw that. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's going to, and they announced that there's going to be a Native American Captain America. Um, they posted, let me get it. I, I, I took, I took a pick up. Hold up. Here we go. Okay. Yeah. So, so there, there, yeah. There's like the, char yeah. the character design written um, by a Native. The artwork is drawn by a Native. Um, and I saw this and laughed my ass off. <laughs> really? Okay. Because here's the thing, Eli. Like I said, with this, you are the target demographic for this. Yes. That's why like I wanted I said, to see. We exactly are never. The, we are do. never the demographic. You're so. never the target demographic on that. You always, every time I always bring this shit, you're like, that shit ain't gonna do with me, you know. But now okay. this is for you. That's why I wanted to see what you had to say about. Yeah. It. So I'm gonna just go by the play by play because it's been, like I said, it's been a long week. And over this shit. <laughs> the world lost their fucking mind over this shit. <laughs> so I saw this 
And I laugh my ass off because he is in an actual powwow grass dance outfit. And I was like, holy shit, Captain America. And a, and a bunch of like on the native sites that were posted in it. We all started cracking jokes about native, like native Captain America at the Powell selling Indian tacos and, you know, doing intertribal <laughs> and shit. We just like, oh my God, look at he's in a grass dance outfit. Holy shit. We're like making all these powwow jokes with Captain America at a powwow. Um, and then I went to the other comic sites where fanboys were losing their fucking <laughs> <laughs> Can't take our characters. Well, yeah, oh, it was did, like, yeah. yeah, fucking, you know, all of a sudden, all the non natives were all of a sudden becoming experts in Native American culture off of Wikipedia all of a sudden. Right. You know? That's what I'm saying. Like, it, may, maybe you guys on this one should sit this one out. Like, shut the fuck up just one time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Woody, why they're playing the race card, all the shit, the same shit. Any, anytime a person of color becomes their favorite superhero, same shit. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I didn't say too much about this because I'm like, I can't you know, really say anything about this because, like I said, it's for yeah. a specific demographic and it's not me. So that's yeah, what just seeing, you know, whatever. It was just fucking comic nerds, you know, throwing mantrums and having menstruations and, you know, this hurts my pussy. Uh, you know, they're dragging their <laughs> giant clitorises across the ground, getting it stepped on, bitching about <laughs> shit, you know. <laughs> That's but my thing is, why are they even upset about this? Steve Rogers isn't going to, Steve Rogers isn't in the book. Yeah, it's he's not he's replacing not, anybody. He's not replacing him. So here, okay, let me share some screens here. I got some shit. I got okay, some shit. Right. So here's the biggest, um, the biggest complaint so far is, uh, let's see, blah, 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 blah. Nope. Where is it at? Let me get it up. Let me get that shit up. Okay. That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, let's cancel cancel that real quick. Let's try that again. So the biggest complaint I've heard so far is the um his costume. They're mm -hmm. like, he looks lame, that looks stupid, it's all fringy, and it looks, you know, stereotypical crap, blah 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 blah, all that shit. This is actually designed and based off authentic native regalia you know so it's actually a native this is actually a, an outfit that exists in native culture um so there's that here is this now i'm gonna show you this see that okay. there's warpath right look looking like he's going to mardi gras you know <laughs> <laughs> all the fringes and the feathers and shit yes if if dances with wolves was a musical on the vegas strip this would be the fucking costume. <laughs> Corny as hell. <laughs> Fringy boots, all that shit. Um, let's see. Do I get to go? Let's see. Where is it? Okay, whoops, whoops. Oh, here's Forge. Here's your boy Forge. Oh, come on now. Come on. You can't talk shit about Forge, man. Come on. Forge. Look at this. Spandex fucking leotards. But hey, down here, we have fuzzy, fringy buckskin boots. Like what? They couldn't give them... Standard combat boots. He's <laughs> <laughs> the pirate so boots, like you know, Captain America used to have. You know, the boot, the booties. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you know, so fringy boots. There, everybody's got fringy boots. Here's Danny Moonstar as a Valkyrie, and look at she's got fringy buckskin boots too. <laughs> <laughs> Even though she's a Norse god or whatever. Even though she's thing. a Norse god, they still had to give her feathers and leather. Yeah. <laughs> Here's Shaman. 
You know, same Okay, I can't, I can't say anything about Shaman. It's, <laughs> you know, spandex leotard. You, you got me there. This <laughs> spandex leotard, fringy boots, you know. Like, Marvel can't you know, even talk me out of this one. It's like, well, what we yeah. meant? No, nope, no, nope, there's nothing here's, you can do about it. Yeah, if Squanto was a ballet, here's the outfit. <laughs> <laughs> what are his powers? Uh, He's native. <laughs> yeah, and of course, here's, yes, fucking Red Wolf. You know, I'm, try, I'm trying. I'm to like Red Wolf. They make. They try to make. They really push Red Wolf. Yeah. For like two seconds, and it was like, nah. Yeah. See, Red Wolf really it's corny, like really stereotypical. But this was back in the '70s, right? It was like, yeah, this is back in the '70s, right? Let's. No, that's his redesign. This is like let's let's update them. But this this yeah. image is from the '70s. This is from okay. The they didn't it. Okay. Yeah. So let, let's update them. You know, this was 40 years ago. Let's update them to now. Here he is now. <laughs> You know, like Billy Kid, can I, I don't now his, know what. Now his pants got or got fringes on him and shit. Yeah, so I don't know what, where they're going with this. I don't know. It's... So everybody's bitching about the costume, saying it's stereotypical and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, you guys, no, you, none of y'all had a problem with all this bullshit that white dudes drew for the past four decades. Right. <laughs> but now this is actual an actual Native American designed the costume, which is actually Rigged. based on right. yeah, based on actual native regalia, and everyone's got a problem with it. And even natives are freaking out of it. Why what uh you know this is not practical in a in a fight, you know? Why would he wear a powwow outfit in battle and blah 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 blah? And I'm like, it's Captain America, he's got superpowers, he doesn't need a costume. We saw in the first movie he was running down the street with no shirt on and bare feet, chasing after the Nazi. Yeah, well, let me see something. But does he have a shield? I mean, he looks like okay. he's wearing a shield. So yeah, I mean, natives love. I mean, natives like to be included, you know. So here, here's some demonstrations, you know. Okay. So here's just a, a, some native art. A native drew this, you know. Again, he's in a powwow mm -hmm. outfit, you know, sort of kind of kind of similar to the design. Um, Here's some more yeah, examples. Yeah, okay. Yeah, here's some more examples of native native art, native artists drawing uh, versions of Captain America as native, as a native. You know, mm -hmm. you know, just wanting to be included. You know, just showing their fandom. You know, here, this went viral a few years ago. Here's a Native American dude cosplaying. I, think I saw this as, on your page one time. Yeah, yeah uh -huh. cosplaying as Captain America a few years ago at Comic Con. You know, went viral. You know. Sort of native design as Captain America. Uh, again, just wanting to be included. Here's a beaded necklace that was at a powwow. You know, that people will wear at powwows at, on their dance outfits when they dance. Here's another one. You know, red, white, and blue. <laughs> Here's some more designs. These are just pictures I took. You know, I was like, oh, cool, look at that. You know, okay, Superman, you know, Batman, okay. Native, native art. It's native art. You know, it's in, it's it. It's natives did this, so it is native art. This is another one that I was really eyeing. I was like, damn, I want that. But it was like 300 bucks. I'm like, damn, that was dope. But I had to take a picture of that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not giving you shit. <laughs> Here's a picture of, I just thought, I just love this image. The indigenous Hulk, treaties broken. You know, again, this is a, this is a shirt design that they were selling at powwows that I thought was really cool. And I had to get it for my daughter. There are me and, there's me and my daughter at a powwow. And okay. I got the indigenous Hulk shirt. Okay. And she's wearing the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, people were kind of just bitching about the, the costume was one thing. But also, 
they were doing, why would a Native American want to represent a country that, you know, oppressed them? I mean, and, we, using, Eli, we just talked about that we, like three weeks ago. Yes. Yes. Why are they using the flag, the colors of the flags, blah, 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 blah. I was like, we just talked about the same topic on Falcon and Winter Soldier a few weeks ago. And y'all forgot already? <laughs> <laughs> like had a whole series about it, you know. <laughs> you know, and I get it. I totally get it. You know, I saw, oh, this is one of those Marvel books that they're going to pat themselves on the back for getting woke points and checking boxes and celebrating how diverse they are and never really use the characters ever again. And I know, I know. And we oh, got to stop that's, that. That's the problem I had. Yeah. Like everything else was cool. You want to change that for this head. But the point is, we know what they're doing with this character. The pattern cells in the back is virtue signaling. We will never see this character again. Yeah. We may see him 10 years from now. Yeah. When some guy that grew up with it just found out, hey, I remember that character from 2021. Let's yeah. do another one shot. You know, or he'll be anything. in the background and not have any lines or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> or he'll be in a trivia contest. What's the name of the first Native American? You know, in that Marvel trivia shit that we always go to, it'll be one of those things. And it'd yeah. be a footnote that's there. And that's the shit that Marvel shouldn't get a pat on the back for. Yes, they should. If they really want to celebrate diversity, and, I, and, I'll, and I'll commend them. I'll give them credit. Yes, you are getting Native artists and Native writers to write this character. That's all good. But it would be nice if you got people of color to write, like, the X-Men or the Avengers and put them on a big book. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's cool to do Luke Cage, you know, shit like that. But we want to do some big books, too, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so I, and I get that, and and that's of of course that that was also I saw that as well. That was my my reaction. That's why I didn't really care. Right, I saw it and laughed. I'm like, oh, there we go. Marvel's doing one of their diversity books. Here, you know, whatever. Rolled my eyes, but whatever. But I laughed at the design. I didn't know it was gonna like within like ten minutes after the post, like you know, the nerds were losing their mind. Like same right. shit. You know, you know. So of course. I got to, you know, you, you know, you got to pick a side. I'm a, I'm a pick the side of my people. So that's what I've been. <laughs> hey, I'm a wag I, I, I'm back to wagon burning y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and I get it. I understand that. But at the same time, like I said, Marvel should get credit for that. Can, can, can we segue to this? Cause yeah. now I got to talk about some shit. And, okay, again, like... yeah, and in the end, if you don't like it, you ain't got to read it. You ain't the demographic. We are. <laughs> he like, tell me that it, you know, say, please, please tell me that it didn't feel good just saying that right then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck you. It ain't for you, motherfuckers. <laughs> you have no power here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. So, like I said, we, like I said, we talked about Joe Gomez, the Captain America. Now, we also talked about some shit that was also really big in the news. Like we just said, we just talked about diversity hire and virtue signaling and patent sales in the back. Now, we're going to talk about, boom this yeah that bullshit because i think i have to basically say the same shit i said a few a uh, few months ago whenever we talked about when the news first came out about it like i said everybody talked about that uh michael b jordan was going to be superman stuff like that and he was like yeah i want to be val zod uh but the hollywood reporter came out with a with a report and it was one of the weirdest freaking interviews I've, i mean reports that they've ever done it, it sounded something exactly like we got this covered so when I saw just the headline of it, I was like, okay, because if you read it, it's like sources say inside sources. I'm like, aren't you the source? You don't have to do this weird shit like we got this covered set. I thought they were going to say our sources, we got this covered. You know, uh, let me see what we got before I get to this shit. Black, yes, 
Six one six. That's the shit that I'm getting on now. Like I said, I don't. I don't. I already went on this rant about how I don't want a black Superman, how I don't want a black Clark Kent, uh, or any of this shit. You know, even Val Zod, even Cal L, Calvin Ellis, like President Superman. Uh, I didn't even want that. Like, just just leave that shit alone because, like I said, it's just like we talked about Joe Gomez, the black, uh, the native Captain America. It's same to his shit. They show up with Val Zod. Val Zod actually has no personality whatsoever. He barely said anything in that book. People can point at him. You should be Superman. You should be Superman. You should be Superman. And you're like, okay. Ripped off Superman's suit. Start beating up people. And that's it. We never saw him again. He's another trivia fact. He's another Wikipedia article. That's all he is. There are no stories to that guy. So, I'm thinking like this is a bad idea even going down this road. So now they're saying that they're making this story is going to be Kal-El. This is going to be Clark Kent. They're making Clark Kent black. I'm like, that is the dumbest shit ever. So they, so you're taking the idea that's even dumber than what I thought it was going to be and made it even dumber than it was before. So uh, this is definitely virtue signaling. This is the thing. It's like Warner Brothers is like going out of their way to piss off their fans. I, don't, I guess they think that just because they have Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman, people are going to see their movies. Newsflash, we won't. Look at your last box off your last couple of movies. That should tell you. Everybody hated the last Wonder Woman, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> just because you fake shit don't mean we're going to see it. And every time you do shit like this, make us not want to do it. This black Superman bullshit that they're making where Ta-Nehisi Coates is writing it, which now I'm so glad that Hollywood is starting to realize how bullshit his writing is now that they're about to suffer the same uh, pain that the comic book fans suffered. So bravo to that. I'm glad you're doing that. Uh, but now they're doubling down on getting a black director. I hope it's not a good one. I hope it's not one we like. I hope it's some <laughs> shitty black director nobody cares about. You know, <laughs> Mario Van yeah. Peoples or something. Yeah, have Mario Van Peoples do this shit because <laughs> we don't want any, we don't want Ryan Coogler or you know or the guy that do, did uh Jesus and the Black Messiah. We don't want him to wreck his career. You know, don't get him. <laughs> Get a bullshit director. Get the guy that you know did one of the Black Lightning CW episodes. Get, Ro- get, get Robert Townsend. Yeah, you know. No, no, no. We like Robert Townsend. We like. Yeah, Meteor Man was cool. Hey, how Meteor Man was cool. Yeah, you know. But yeah, if he turned it of... into a comedy, it would be Meteor Man. <laughs> he did <laughs> Black man. Superman already. <laughs> yeah, he already did Black Superman. So just like this is just the dumbest idea ever, man. It's nothing. It's more virtue signaling. Is here's the thing. Black people see through this shit from a mile away. And it's and you know it's a bad idea when you have the racist, redneck ass geek new uh nerds hating this shit and the target demographic hating this shit. That should tell you maybe we have maybe we're doing a bad idea. Maybe we shouldn't do this. You know, I know. but I mean, I, yeah, DC I, just I, doubling down. Yeah. I, I try to, you know, you know me, I try to be nice, you know. Um, I'm I'm trying, you know, I guess like for me, it's like, and I'm not even a Superman fan. You know, I'm, I, I, I bet, you know, I loved Donner Superman movies, but those were like 40 years ago. I was a little kid. Um, right. But we don't have, I mean, I didn't like Man of Steel. I didn't like the Brandon Ralph Superman, you know? So it's like, I feel we don't have a Superman for this generation. Right. You know, that has because clicked. that Zack Snyder Superman felt like Zack Snyder Superman. Yeah, right. he was like Dark Knight, sad sap Superman. I, that was I didn't like that one. So it's like right. they don't have a Superman to define this generation. And it's like, okay, if you can't even get regular Superman right, right, what are you trying? To- <laughs> but but see, we know what they're doing. Like I said, DC is always two steps behind Marvel. You know. So this is the same thing. 
They saw Black Panther, all the money it's making. They see Black Captain America, how, how it's going like that. So they realize that they could just take one of their popular characters, way swap them, and they think it just make money. It doesn't work like that. We see through the bullshit. We see what you're doing. We see you don't have a real character. You don't have a plan. You're just taking a character. And th this is this is basically blackface. That's basically what it is. If you want to just call it out, you know, even though we got a black dude, or that right writer, it's still white uh, producers doing this shit. So what they're doing, just taking one of their popular characters instead of taking an actual black character like Icon, you know, or even throw like a good black lightning movie on the on on the big screen that we'd actually see. You want to do this bullshit where everybody knows Superman is white. We already you can't. And that's the thing. How do we need to stop doing this shit? Stop okay, when we'll you make can't. a cyborg movie and shut Ray or Fisher's make a real cyborg movie, like an actual realistic one. You know what's funny about it? Ray Fisher could play this black Superman, and nobody would even give a fuck. <laughs> you just play cyborg, <laughs> nobody knows you, man. Just fuck it. <laughs> Get him to play black Superman since you want to be in this shit so bad. So yeah. uh, that's the thing. You got all you got the good characters that you could do, but you're gonna just put uh throw them to the shelves so you can just take a character that you can't sell. Thinking if you rape swap them, black people just gonna just get behind this shit? No, we're not. You know why they're not, Eli? Because of guys like us. We're not gonna do it. Here's the thing about all these superhero movies and all the superhero TV shows, shit like that. Any casual fan, before they go see this shit, the first thing they do, Eli, is ask us what we think about it. You get it all the time, you don't like that. Some bullshit in game, if any more people not in this shit, they're gonna ask you, Eli, what do you think about this movie? And based on your opinion, you're going to tell them whether or not they should see it or not. And you know what they're going to say when they're all, all said and done? They said it was good. It was just you, Eli. <laughs> you don't want to say it. You're they. They are you. You are they. <laughs> Hold on. Let's, let's go to this. So, uh, Marvel's making DC look like irrelevant. But here's the thing about it. I'm one of the biggest DC fans you'll find. Love the DC comics. They, they, they have their waves, but they're okay. I listen to them. Uh, the cartoons, awesome. Love the cartoons. Video games, awesome. But their movie division, I don't know what the fuck is going on with them. They are terrible. I mean, yeah, every now and then they'll have a hit movie like Joker or some shit like that or Aquaman shit like that. But the thing is, they're so inconsistent. It's really like they're just throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. Yes, some shit will stick if you're throwing that shit at the wall, but they're too inconsistent. This shit like that, every, if everybody is telling you it's a bad idea and nobody is liking the idea, why are you continuing with this idea? It's yeah. it's done. That's well, yeah, I mean, I want to be optimistic and say, well, you know, Enter the Spider-Verse was awesome. I love that. I watched that on the reg. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. Who but knows? see, that's, that's, <laughs> that's the thing. People are comparing this to Miles Morales or comparing this or even to uh, Captain Marvel, anything like that. It's not, or Miss Marvel. It's not the same. Because, like I said, yeah, Miles Morales was actually a fleshed out character in the yeah. comics before he even made it to the movies. And plus, Miles Morales and Peter Parker are two different people. I'm not saying one's black, one's white. No, they're two different personalities. When you read a Miles Morales comic, he has a different voice than a Peter Parker, a Peter Parker comic. So when you're reading, they're two separate characters. They they did the work. Marvel did the work with that character. Oh, uh, Camilla Khan is not like. Uh, Monica Rambeau, or not like Carol Danvers. They're all different characters. This, they're literally just taking Clark Kent and just making him black. And you already know what they're going to do, Eli. If this movie fails, they're going to blame it on black people. That's what they're going to do. Well, we gave you a movie. You didn't see it. We're not going to give you shit else. So now you just fucked up everything else. So that's why if you want to get a Black Lightning or a Cyborg movie, they're not going to give a shit because we didn't go see fucking Black Superman, even though nobody asked for this shit. We'd rather see Steel. Give us another Steel reboot movie. We watch that shit. <laughs> 
other than this shit, you know. So I don't know. I don't know what else to say about yeah, this. Or John jo- or John Jones or or John Stewart. Like basically the shit you want yeah. The shit we actually want to see, they're not right. Doing. It, it's like yeah. Warner Brothers going out of their way. Like if you ask for it, don't give it to them. Yeah. I don't like, oh, here's a Green Lantern show. John Stewart ain't in it. <laughs> You're right. We got everybody else but John Stewart. Remember all the, the one Green Lantern you like? He's not here. <laughs> yeah. Watch our shit. Uh, he said that he hates the 9-11 responders. <sighs> Eli, I don't know what to think about Coach. I really don't. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to talk about Coach because I, I always said that I was going to talk bad about black people on this show. So I'm not going to talk about Coach. So. Well, we are uh, we already shit on his Black Panther comic enough. So. Yeah, okay. So technically, I won't shit on Colts, but I would have shit on the shit Colts does. Yeah. Thank you, Leela. I'm th- I'm glad you gave me that loophole. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. And he did do a the, his Captain America run was good for a while. For yeah. ten issues, twelve. For a ten issue, that. and then until the Daughters of Liberty, where Echo didn't do a damn thing. <laughs> then he did it again, and that's what I'm like. If Colts supposed to be this woke activist like that, why did he agree to do this bullshit? I don't, I don't know, Eli. It's, I don't, I'm not, I'm done. I'm done talking about him. Yeah. Before I even yeah. get, go down that road, I'm talking, I'm done talking. I about mean, him. yeah, I understand. I mean, this is a movie, whereas the native Captain America is like a one shot comic. No one's going to buy yet. It's still pissing everybody off. It's the, it's the same thing. Eli. Yeah. Say, it's the same thing. The native Captain America, the black suit, it, it's not the same. It's, it's the same thing. It's the same thing because the native Captain America, once they get your dollars, Eli, like I said, you're the target demographic. Yeah. Let's get your dollars. They're going to put them back on the shelf and you'll never see them again. Yeah. Same thing with this black Superman. Once they get my dollars, and they think I'm going to go out and promote this shit just because I saw Black Panther like five, six times in the theater. They think anything black, I'm just going to see. Nope, doesn't work like that. Don't work. Ask Tyler Perry. That shit don't work like that. I don't see that shit. So the same thing with this movie. You put that shit out, I promise you, I guarantee you, black people will see the boy. First off, Warner Brothers' name is shit anyway. I mean, when you see DC in the general public's mind, you automatically think shit movie. Like, it's just, that's what you think. So if you see Black Superman that couldn't sell before and you just race swapped it to something else you just think like nah i'm not watching this it's like batwoman you know like batwoman like they've already recast the white bat, bat well white batwoman again so this black batwoman she's on the way out already anyway they did but they promoted the hell out of it they told us oh you need to watch you need to support we representing you and they just had this shit for like one season to just toss it to the side so man, hollywood is so tone depth of why what's going on to the world around them that's kind of why they're being left behind that's why nobody's seeing this shit you know mm-hmm. not just this anytime they just race watch some shit like that or even reading the comics like that like i said if you want to do some shit like that do the work first it can work if you do the work black nick fury work black spider-man work carol Danvers work i even know i give brie larson her shit Catherine marvel works you know uh but yeah this this is some bullshit let's see what we got six one six man and you see anyone Johnson defines yeah, exactly and so but they're using everybody but him so it's like DC has the characters they could make money off of it we don't want to do this dumb shit you know what it is Eli they have no black executives in it you can tell it, you can just tell there are no black people making decisions at, at Warner Brothers because <laughs> somebody would tell you not to do this shit this is a bad idea yeah and so especially if like a Superman fan would be like yeah, I want to see a Superman movie. Right. I'm one right. of the biggest Superman <laughs> fans you'll meet, and I don't want to see this shit. You know. Oh, man. Let's move past it. All right, let's talk about something good. Actually, you know what? 
Yeah, let's talk about some good. We're gonna talk about not that. <laughs> that ain't good. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! I just made the shit. And I can't. I can't find it. I was gonna talk about Rutherford Falls. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I want to talk about Rutherford Falls because I got a chance to actually see it. But uh, where is it? Where is it? TV review. Ah, here we go. Okay, Rutherford Falls Leroy's review. Now, the reason I want to talk about Rutherford Falls, like I said, you got a chance to talk about it last week. I just didn't get a chance to because I was busy. But here's the thing, Eli. I got a chance to see the first three episodes. Okay. Now, the reason I couldn't. Now, there's ten out, right? Yeah, ten. Yeah, ten. Okay. Now the reason I couldn't watch the ten, uh, all ten episodes because the Peacock app is bullshit. That app is terrible. That app sucks because there is no Fire Stick app on there. So I'm thinking like I'm going to sit down, watch Rhythm Falls, see what I think about it, watch it. No app whatsoever. I'm like fuck. So I had to hook up my computer, and then I did realize that if you log in, if you have a, like a, if you pay for Xfinity. Then you can log in. You can get. You can upgrade to the premium pass of Peacock, but they didn't recognize it, so I still couldn't watch anything. What the fuck, man? Right. So I'm yeah. like, this app is but, yeah, because I got it on the Roku. I got a Roku TV, so I have the app. Right. You know, but yeah, that, I mean, like I said, not quite primetime American television that I was hoping for. It right. is on a stream. It's is on a bullshit app, you know. <laughs> you <laughs> and know. they really, they really make you work for this. Even watch this show because it's not like, like I said, they only got two exclusive shows on there. This and some other Spice Girls bullshit or whatever like that. Uh, so you have to look for this. App. You have to find this app. I mean, find this show on the app. Like if you only have exclusive show, why are you showing like two thousand five episodes of Saturday Night Live? Show this shit. You know, so I finally sat down, watched the show, Eli. Awesome show. I thought it was funny. Just the first three episodes, I, I get what they're going with it. Now, I know this isn't the show that you were looking for. You broke down on the podcast the show you were looking for. It's not 100% your show, Eli, but I give it to you. I say they did 50% of what you were looking for. 50% better than nothing. It's close. It's close. 45, 45, 45% of what you were looking for, but 45 is better than nothing. Yeah. You know, I get what they were doing. The when you first watch this show, it feels like it's it's the whole show is about Ed Helms, like it's his show, and he's a, he's pretty much playing every character he's ever played before. He's a fuck up. He's an idiot. He screws up everything. But then the more you get into those, low, at least those first three episodes, I got into it starts drifting away from him because you realize he's a fucking idiot. He didn't know what the hell's going on. And the girl, the the woman on the show, she's always fixing his mistake. He's always getting this shit. He's always fucking up. She's always there to clean up his mess. Mm -hmm. I thought, and I'm wondering, do people catch on to what's going on there? But it's it's kind of like uh, Christopher Priest with his Black Panther run. Like okay. he made it where uh, Kate Everett Ross was the narrator, was the main focus, the lead of the show. But he always made him the fuck up, made him the idiot, made him the the beta male. That Black Panther was always, you know, always awesome. Because they realized that to sell this show, you got to have a Ed Helms to sell it. Yeah. At least at this point right now, like I said, you got to walk before you run. This is this is I this is water in the desert, so you got to give us Ed Helms. He can't be in anything else, so just put him in this shit right here. Uh, because he's not even funny, but everything, everybody react, reacting around him is funny. That's the funny shit. So mm -hmm. that's what I like about that. Uh, Terry, Terry, so far is my favorite character. Don't don't tell me his arc anything because I'm I'm gonna watch it. Okay, <laughs> he, he's like a he's like a Bond villain. That's what I like about him. Yeah, that's what? Michael Grey Eyes. He's one of our 
more popular native actors. You, know? you you can tell he's like a like he has gravitas to him. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he's, he's, he's gotten work. Just... He, he was in Blood Quantum. He's been in a bunch of movies and TV. Okay. Shows. Walking Dead. Yeah, he he he's one of the few native actors that gets a lot of work. Yeah, you can yeah. tell because, like I said, everybody else in the show. But when he shows up, you're like, hey, I don't, I've never seen this guy before, but he has screen presence. Yeah, you know. So, like I'm, I said, it's funny watch because he's always doing dr dramatic roles. It's funny watching him be in comedy now. He, he's right. showing his range, which right. I thought was cool. You know, because he's like I said, with these first three episodes, he's still trying to figure him out. You like because he's good. He's doing good stuff like he's he's good or how do i want to say this he has good intentions i put it like that yeah it sucks and, that you didn't get because episode four goes into his backstory and, they, and, his and backstory, you understand right. him and that and that episode four is like classic it's one of my favorites okay because yeah. i mean because you 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 can tell he's taking advantage of it Helms. Helm like i said Ed Helms is an idiot so he's taking advantage of it like it's kind of fucked up but at the same time, I don't kind of blame you because he's kind of condoned. And the whole show gets into about history and stuff like that and mm -hmm. how uh, Ed Helms, I don't want to say whitewashes history, but he kind of like glazes over the, you know, the the dark, deep, dark parts of history. He just look at the, the bright side of it, but it's a whole yeah. layer of it that he's just ignoring and just oblivious to and just ignorant to. And that's the thing about it. There's a lot of people out there to the history. It's not that they're they're uh being mean about it malicious about it they're just ignorant yeah about what all this and stuff they is. explore that more in in later episodes right right and that's the end but the thing is they couldn't hit you with that in the pilot episode they had to ease you into it because you yeah. like those five for the last five minutes of that of the first episode you get oh i get it now they, they flipped it on you you yeah. think it's about him but it's really about something else so yeah I, like, I like in that. the first five minutes he's talking about the statue of his his ancestor and then you see the native kid who's wearing a land back shirt. You know, again, right. us natives pick up on that. A little native kids are. Are there any native statues in town? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So yeah. So uh, honestly, I'm liking the show. I'm liking how the arc is going. So don't worry about it. Next time we talk, I'll have watched the whole episode. I mean, I'll watch the whole season. I'll I'll figure out something. Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah. So uh, moving on past that. Hell, I guess we can go move to the next part of the podcast. Right. Unless there was something else that what is this? Oh no, I didn't do that. Okay, so like I said, if you listen this long, if you like, uh, not like, subscribe. We don't don't leave yet. <laughs> the people that are here, <laughs> uh, like I said, this comic book bullies where we talk about the comic books, and we're just gonna jump into it. And Eli, like I said, a book came out called Heroes Reborn. Now I think I do need to set this up now. If for those that are familiar with comics and you read comics back in the nineties, stuff like that, Heroes Heroes Reborn might sound familiar. Because that was back in the 90s where Rob Liefeld, Jim Lee, and Will Corstecio, I'm pretty sure I'm screwing his name up, but they basically took all of the, the heroes that couldn't sell, like Iron Man, Captain America, the Avengers, they couldn't sell books. So they just put them in their own universe and just did whatever the hell they wanted to do. So this is not that. This is something completely different that has nothing to do with that whatsoever. This is about, uh, let me see if I can get to that. Nope, that's share screen. Oh, yeah, stop it. Okay. So, yeah, this is about a whole new thing. And honestly, honestly, Eli, I didn't even bother trying to figure out what's the backstory behind this or why this is going on. I just jumped into it. I, I feel like I, I pick it up as I go along. It couldn't be that complicated, can it? I mean, 
fuck this. <laughs> it's, a, it's a comic, so shit. Uh, basically, the the base the base way to explain this book is that it's it's Age of Apocalypse. Everybody remembers Age of Apocalypse back. Or House of M. Or, or House of M. <laughs> and, and the reason I say it's like Age of Apocalypse because it's the same thing that in Age of Apocalypse, everybody didn't know what the hell was going on. It was an alternate dimension. The only person that knew what was going on was um, was Bishop. You know, why did Bishop know what was going on? Because he has time traveling powers. So in this, they made it Blade. Why does Blade have these powers that he knows what everything's going on? He's on one. Eh, vampires. I don't know. Fuck it. Who cares? Just jump into it. Because at the end of the day, Eli, this is just a 30 page toy commercial. That's all it is. I'm just giving my <laughs> review of this book right now. Uh, let's see if I can jump into it, see what's going on. Yeah. So basically, the book starts off the, uh, going to it. We're looking at Robbie Reyes. And you hear a narrator talking. You think it's Robbie Reyes, but it's actually not Robbie Reyes. It's Blade. And for those who don't know, Robbie Reyes is the uh, secret identity of Ghost Rider. But he's not Ghost Rider, he has no mm -hmm. powers. He's never heard of a Ghost Rider, never heard of Blade, never heard of the Avengers, never heard of none of that stuff. So Blade's just like, what the fuck? So he's like, hey, kid, where are the Avengers? He's like, get the fuck away from me, you know, because basically Blade is a homeless bum that's been living in like, uh, I don't know, some mall or something like that. But then you notice at the back of it, re-elect Coulson. So they tell it later on, I'll just spoil it for you. Phil Coulson is the president in this universe from, from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. You know, now here is where I started getting to the, the part that me and Gomer was talking about earlier, because even though this is just a shitty toy commercial, this whole book, at the same time, it's also one of the most politically charged books of 2021. I'm going to tell you why, because the book starts off, basically the whole book is about Dr. Doom. Uh, he was, you know, he had his own kingdom in Latveria, but the U.S. government stepped in where they made it where they Latveria had to have a fair and honest election which has never happened before. So say so at a fair, honest election, Dr. Doom lost a vote. So he's blaming the United States government for rigging the election. So what does he do? He goes to the U.S. Capitol, gets his army of goons, and they storm the, they storm the U.S. Capitol. Eli, does that sound familiar to you? It does sound familiar. It does sound familiar. I'm trying to like, like <laughs> nobody caught on to this, but I guess they just got caught up in the toy commercial shit and that's it. But anyway, that's the story. Go into it. Oh, and yeah, he turns into Dr. D uh, Juggernaut. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Uh, like I said, I, that shit I didn't give a fuck about. I was like, oh, that's cool, I guess. You know, whatever. So, okay. I guess. Uh, I didn't pick up on that when I first read it, but, you know, I, I mean, yeah, I'm sure, you know, yeah. that's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's whatever. Okay. So going back to what we were talking about, like I said, and here's the thing, we go to Hyperion. So people don't know who Hyperion is. Like I said, there is no Avengers in this universe. It is a Squadron Supreme. And a Squadron Supreme is basically Justice League, like a rip-off Justice League. So what you have here is Hyperion fighting uh, uh amalgamation of Doctor Doom and Juggernaut. Because the reason he's Juggernaut is because he has the Siderac gem, which basically what gives Juggernaut his power. So since Doctor Doom stole it, he's Juggernaut. So they fight, uh, and they and they, this is what I want to tell you. I want to see right here. He said, "You turn my country against me. I'm trying to take my country back." He's using all these phrases, you know, these triggering phrases. You know, it was a fair election. You know, this is the first first time ever. It's the most fair election that's ever been held, uh, and we would stand up for freedom, not fascism, and you know that shit like that. Oh, and also Doctor Doom. Uh, Oh, yeah, he tries to choke Hyperion, and Hyperion breaks his arm with his neck. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> I he thought that was flexes, 
Yeah, he flexes his neck so hard, he breaks the uh, uh, the motor, the motorized in his arms like that, and then he, yeah, so that's the whole point. And But that's how you know that they're talking about the U.S. Capitol, because like I said, they're literally attacking the U.S. Capitol. They have like some venom goop going on, and then you have their version of Batman, Nighthawk. Nighthawk's been around forever. He was white. They race changed him. Who gives a fuck? He's in the night playing, and he's got the night computer, and you know, he's doing all this shit, and he's fucking up, man. He's fighting the Black Skull. Kind of cool design. I see it. You know, he's yeah. leader of Hydra, you know. So, whatever. Oh, Doctor Strange doesn't exist. Uh, Jennifer Walters is still a lawyer. Hulk got shipped off into the, uh, not the Phantom Zone, the Negative Zone. Uh, this is Doctor Spectrum, their Green Lantern. He's going from the Pentagon, and he has to fight. Let's get to it. Yeah, Tony Stark, he's drunk. He, he never went to the cave, so he never did whatever. Uh, Captain America never got unfrozen. The typical shit. I, I feel like I've read this story before, you like. I don't know. I, just, <laughs> I, I feel like this is some old shit or whatever like that. Scarlet Witch, uh, Quicksilver died. Scarlet Witch used her hex power to absorb his power. So now she's a super speed sorceress. Whatever. And I can't remember. Is this the wizard or is it speed freak or is it speed demon? They have some, I don't know who the fuck this guy is. He, he runs fast. He's flash. Whatever. So you got Magog fighting, not, not War Woman, uh, Power Princess or whatever. So Anyway, this book sucked. Whatever. I just like the little <laughs> thing we talked about. Because <laughs> I feel like I've read this book before. That's just like I was just zoning out. Yeah, like I said. Oh, and, and Coles is the bad guy. If you didn't know Coles was the bad guy, he's the bad guy. You don't know it yet. You know it at the end of the story because he got the he's got the the brow, the brow. Look at this evilness, you know. So he's got the secret service around him. So yeah, whatever. Um, that's why the Supreme. Blade finds Captain America. I, I guess it's supposed to be shocking, I guess. I don't know, but I kind of knew that was going to happen. So, fuck this book. Anyway, I just wanted to just talk about <laughs> the uh, actual, like I said, ignore all the toy commercial shit they had going on and actually talk about the comic book. Because here's the thing, Eli, even though this book sucked, this book is the reason why I read comics. Because, the, hold on, let me see what uh, we got here. Here's your boy, definitely new merchandising and toys. If Marvel is smart, then we have some Funko Pops of Dr. Doom juggernaut up and ready to go. I don't know how smart they are, but we'll see how they go. Uh, but yeah, the reason I read comics is because comics, for the most part, have always been about they all this fantastical shit, all this fantasy, sci-fi stuff. But at the end of the day, the writers are always throwing in coded messages of what they're trying to say, and they just slip it right under your nose. And people don't get mad until they actually catch the message of it. Eli, you ever notice that a, a nerd will always say the first thing? They'll, nobody's asked them, but they'll just say to somebody, you know the X-Men is a metaphor for the civil rights? But if they ever tell a story about the actual civil rights, those same nerds will say, why are you throwing these politics in my comics? Get this shit out of here. What the fuck is this shit? Like, <laughs> you just, I guess they, it's cool if it's a metaphor, but it's thrown in your face, you don't like it. So I don't know. Yeah. But that's the thing I like about this. Uh, Jason Aaron, through a code of message, because this is obviously political satire. The whole thing with Doctor Doom and the Legion of Evil, or whatever the fuck I can't Doom, remember the name of Legion of. They're the Masters of Doom. Masters of Doom. Whatever the fuck they are, it doesn't matter. It, but the point is, he brought these guys here to storm the Capitol because he lost the election, and it's Doctor Doom basically playing Donald Trump. I love it. I'm glad this is a coded message. Eli, I'm glad we're the only ones to catch on to this shit because if it ever caught on, the Hollywood You, was, you caught on it. I just like, okay. whatever. I only read this because I thought you would read it. So <laughs> I didn't give a fuck about this book, baby. I'll read the rest of it just because. Oh, just really? The, 
Okay. Uh, you know it's, it's coming out be, like every week. We'll see. But it'll be, we'll it'll see. be done like in next month though. I may read every other book because I've already I already know what the end. Because it's like it's like yeah, it's an event. There's a bunch of tie-ins, but I think the main books come out every week, and there's only four or five issues, so it'll be done like next month. Yeah. If you if you read it, I'll read it. We uh, I'll I'll decide next week. I'm not going to make a decision <laughs> just yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cause like I said, it's Jason Aaron. I don't take Jason Aaron seriously with the story because he just feels like he's just making big toy commercials with that whole Phoenix shit he did. And that other stuff he did and the, the big Galactus, whatever. So this one, I didn't really care too much about it anyway. But that little shit he threw in there by January 6th, that caught my attention. So that's all I got. Uh, what, what you got next? Um, I'll do uh, Immortal Hulk. Cool. Okay. Immortal Hulk so. number 46. Still dope. Um, we start off. We are at Shadow Base. We have, uh, we have uh, Puck and... Uh, the reporter, what's her name? I forget her name. Game, Dan Jackie McGowan. McGee. McGowan. McGee. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, Doctor McGowan's there. Um, yeah, McGee. Yeah, that's her name. And yeah, because yeah, uh, it was Jack. Jack McGee was from the uh, from the TV show. Yeah, and then uh, Shaman's there. Puck's there. They're trying to like unmutate um, Rick Jones, you know, because he's all fucking weird and mutated and shit. Um. But he's saying that he needs to save Bruce because Bruce is his friend. He's always saved me. So then, you know, you know, they need to go, um, you know, basically they need, they need to find Bruce. Back in Jersey, the UFOs were beating the shit out of, uh, you know, Joe Fixit, who was weak Hulk. He, he didn't have strong Hulk powers. He was kind of weak, and they beat the shit out of him, killed him, sent him to Green Hell. Got possessed by or possessed, uh, what do you call it? The the um Savage Hulk's body came back because that's it's the immortal Hulk, he keeps re reincarnating. So he comes back, takes over Joe Fixit's body. So now Joe Fixit has Sa Savage Hulk's body and he beats the shit out of the UFOs, and it's great. <laughs> that's what nice. basically happens. It's just a whole huge fight. Joe Fixit as Savage Hulk beats the shit out of the UFOs, fucks them up. Um, we go to uh uh what the hell is going on? Okay, that that um uh what's his face? The guy, I can't remember his name. He's uh he's the one who he's at Alpha Flight Space Station. He's the one who charged was in charge of the UFOs, who sent the UFOs in the battle to get the Hulk. He's like, damn it, I didn't want to do this, but this is my last resort. He decides to yep, call up. the Avengers. Oh, it finally called. Oh, okay. So, that, that, of course, the book ends that that. that yeah, no, no, it does not. Oh, it doesn't. Oh, okay. No, so we go. Uh, you know, Joe Fixit after he beats the shit out of the UFOs, he goes and goes into a bar. He's drinking. Everyone's kind of freaking out. He's like, "Don't worry, I'm not. You know, I'm not going to trash your bar. Just keep him, keep him coming. You know, he's in drinking beers. Then all of a sudden, Thor shows up. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah, Thor shows up and they start fighting in the bar, you know, start trashing the bar. They go outside and then the rest of the Avengers are there. They're like, okay, we didn't want to have to do this, but, you know, you've been fucking everything up. You know, oh, we don't oh, want to. Oh, She-Hulk's there too? Oh, yes. man, it's messed up. Yeah. Um, they're like, you know, last time, you know, we had to destroy that town. You know, they, had to, they, they blew up a town trying to fucking kill the Hulk. Last time mm -hmm. the Avengers tried to stop the Hulk. 
you know, they blew up that whole town in Iowa. You know, it's like we're hot, we're, we're you know, it, you know, even though and, and you know, Black Panthers talking shit is like even though you're got your powers back, it's still seven against one. And all of a sudden, nope, it's seven against two. And okay. oh shit. And it's Harpy. Kind of oh, romantic. Okay. Kind of romantic. <laughs> you and me against the world. Is, right, but why is She-Hulk fighting him? Why is she going against blood? That's blood. <laughs> well, That's this is Joe Fixit. I don't know. He's, yeah, he's fucking everything up. You but... think She-Hulk would be like, hold up, this is my cousin. I'm going to just jump over his side. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it'd be six on three, you know. So, and they don't even really know what's happening. All they know is when the, when the Hulk shows up, you know, shit starts happening. You know, shit starts getting destroyed. So, but uh, no, it is, you know, this is four out of five. I know there's not many issues left. So we're at the, we're going towards the end, you know. So, so did uh, Al Ewing say he's finishing at 50 or what? Is it 50 or is it? Because uh, you're at 46 right now. Yeah. Is it 50 or is it 50? I think it is 50. Is it 50? I forget. But uh, yeah, I know it's not, there's not much left. So mm, interesting. Yeah. So, uh, all right, well, let me get, get to the next one. Okay. Like I said, I, this next book, I decided to give it a, uh, I decided to stay with it. This is Green Lantern number two. See exactly what's going on with this book. So that's how I see like I said, black director, I'm talking about black writer, black artist, all black Green Lantern team. I was like, yeah, why not? I really see what they're going on. So what we have here is, let's see if I can get there. Yeah, boom. Okay, so we're in there. All right, so based on the book, the, the book last time ended with uh, one of the Guardians getting getting killed, getting assassinated. So John Stewart, who's now the leader of the Green Lantern Corps, I, they gave him some name like Alpha Lantern or Quad, Quad Lantern or something like that. He's talking every Green Lantern in the universe, basically telling him that you got to attend a funeral because we uh we lost one of the Guardians of the universe, you know, one of our bosses. So we got to you got to show up there, show your best outfit. And we're gonna have a conversation. So hey, they fight a dragon, don't give a shit. Uh, what do we talk about? So yeah, so they all, like I said, they all have this long funeral about um, and they have this casket, and they what they do since he's a guardian, they like the body never really died but like that. So they should put the body into the battery, you know, the big green battery on Oa that gives them all their powers so like this. So they put his battery, he's one with the battery now. So while they're doing that, they go to their phase two of what they were talking about. And basically what they're saying is that we decided to make a executive decision. Uh, we are, since we are now all part of the Galactic Council of like that, we don't need all of you. So we're cutting, we're basically laying some of you off. Uh, like 1,200 sectors we're getting rid of. You, you no longer have a post there. They're like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah, we're making budget cuts. So the people that don't have a planet to go to, we're sending you in like deep, 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 deep out of space because you don't have anything else to do, you know. And then everybody is you no know, pissed off and they're like, wait, what, what the fuck? Like, we don't have a like you're just letting us leave our home planet because, you know, they have like seven green landings on Earth and now like six of them have to leave, you know. So, uh, yeah, Jessica Cruz is like, well, what the fuck just happened? You know, uh, got Gardner's pissed, of course. Kilowog's pissed. Hal Jordan's like. Uh, you need me to get your back, John? And he's like, nah, I got this. And he flies off. Oh, I forgot to tell you, the the writer of this book hates Hal Jordan. So, I think he said that last time, yeah. 
Yeah, he that he a big controversy about it. They were like, "Oh, you, maybe you don't like Hal Jordan because he's white." I mean, Guy Gardner's on the book, so whatever. <laughs> uh, so, got John Stewart flies. He was like, "Hal, I got this. I'm gonna talk to the guards by myself." He basically talked to the guard like, "What the hell did y'all just do? Y'all just laid off all of the uh, you know, most of the lanterns just because you with this council stuff like that." You're like, John, basically saying like, John Stewart, we do have a reason for that. Uh, there's a reason there's seven lanterns on on the planet Earth. He was like, "Why is that?" Because every every universe has seven planets they have to take care of in order to keep that universe rolling. And Earth is one of those most important planets. And then he shows them the thing. Yeah, he's slow. So he shows them like all these planets right here have to be protected. And then John looks at him. He's like, I want to see five planets. They're like, oh, yeah. Uh, Krypton was one of those planets. We kind of fucked that up, but that's OK. Uh, now, the six, the seven planet, John, you fucked that up because. There's one plan. There's one thing about John Stewart that any Green Lantern fans know is that there was a planet that he blew up named Zekshi or whatever. He didn't basically blame him blowing it up. And every single Green Lantern writer, every time he shows up, will always remind the reader that he blew up a planet and it's his fault, you know. So basically, what they're doing, they're sending every single Green Lantern out to like deep, 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 deep space past the space where they can't even find it. They were like, well, I can't go there by myself. You just want me to go there by myself? Like, no, nah, we're not sending you by yourself. We're sending thousands of all the Green Lanterns that don't have a planet anymore to, to survey. You're all going out there to the dark sector, you know. Uh, but you can't go there by yourself. You have to go there in the ship. So they make a ship and then they're going to fly out there, you know, to the dark sector where and just see what's going on. Because apparently there's something going out there that is so far away. The Guardians who know everything in the universe can't find out. So John tells the little teen landing girl that has the Chronos gauntlet, you're like, I need you to watch after Simon Bass. Simon Bass, I need you to watch after the girl. And John and the rest of the Atlantis go fly off into space. While they're doing that, something happens. Boom, the lantern blows up. The battery blows up. The battery that gives them all of their powers. Why, why it blew up? I don't know. Watch the next year. Yeah, uh, so damn near everybody on Oa dies. This missed, this mystical person that we don't know about sitting in the chair they're like this was Eve. this was uh mercy for you green lanterns so while that and everybody sees like all the big players in there see it like the the wave rider sees it uh kyle rain is in space and i don't know if he's dead or he loses power or what like that they don't really explain it mongul sees it he's like oh yeah i'm glad y'all fucked up so all that's going on one green lantern flies to oa they're like, where are the Green Lanterns? Why is everybody here? Like, and basically the ring tells the Green Lantern that nobody is there. Nobody's there with a Green Lantern ring. And they fly in and they see the, the Teen Lantern, but technically she's not a Green Lantern, so she doesn't count. Meanwhile, she protected Simon Bass, I think. Look like he's fucked up. So I don't know if she, he's alive or not, you know. Uh, and it turns out it's Joe because, you know, she was the star of that Dark Sector book. So Joe is here act like, where the fuck are the Green Lanterns? You know, so yeah, that's the book. So it's getting my attention. It's doing enough to hold my attention. It's like a lot happened, but a lot didn't happen. So yeah, uh, yeah. Seems a little easier to follow than the Grant Morrison. That was just weird. Oh yeah, I didn't know what the <laughs> fuck. Yeah, Grant Morrison loved taking everything and shoving it up his own ass. I don't know what the hell he was doing. <laughs> that so, yeah. It's good for a while, but then uh, and then after a while, it's like I don't. I, uh, like he's making fun of Bendis in his book. Like, what the fuck does Bendis have to do with your Green Lantern book? You know? Oh yeah. So. Um, let's see what else do I got. Still on Marvel. I'll do. Oh, oh, I, I'll do uh, Star Star Wars Bounty Hunters or War Star of the Bounty. Wars. 
War of the War Bounty of Hunter. the Bounty Hunters Alpha Number One. Yeah. Tongue twister. Okay. Um. So this is between Empire and Return of the Jedi. Boba Fett has Han Solo frozen in carbonite, but I guess the carbonite is melting again. I did not know that could happen. I thought carbonite was supposed to last like thousands of years or something. I don't know, but he, it's melting, or there's something fucked up. The, the the canister's fucked up that he's in, and it's like malfunctioning, and he, he's melting. He's melting. So uh, he needs to, you know, he needs to like get it fixed before Han Solo ends up dying in it. And I guess he's supposed to bring Han Solo alive to Jabba. That's like the that was the deal. Right. So, um, but Vader know, also said if Han Solo were to die, the Empire was going to pay him back. Yeah, that's that but is true. Up. No disintegrations, but you know, the but Empire will come to speak you. Yeah, Vader probably said, "Not shame on mine. I ain't doing shit." Yeah. So again, you know, why we ripping this saga apart? Every minute detail. I don't know, but whatever. So. Boba Fett goes to this planet, goes to this dude, like, hey, man, I, this thing is fucked up. It's, you know, he's melting. I need to get it fixed. He's like, yeah, sure. Um, you know, but I need the money. I need to pay up front. He's like, I ain't got the money up front, you know, but I promise you I will get you back. He's like, you know, that, that's how it works here. You know, I, I need the money up front or, you know, or I can't do it, you know, but if you want to, if you want, if you want to, you know, make a quick payment, I need this chick assassinated. And then if you do that, we're good. So he's like, okay, fine. Turns out this this like female warrior that he wants killed is like some champion gladiator. So Boba Fett has to enter this gladiator fight and he can't fight just snipe him and be done with it. Yeah, well, he says he could just do that, but she's protected by the gangsters because she's this champion gladiator that wins all these fights and they bet on the fights and they make all this money. So, uh, she's so if he snipes her, he makes yeah. enemies with him. So, okay. Yeah. So he's like, okay, but I can't go. Everyone is going to recognize me. So what he ends up doing, he ends up painting his, uh, his, his, he paints his armor black and he calls himself Django. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, and enters the, enters the tournament, you know, for Mortal Kombat, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the Kumite, <laughs> and it turns out, yeah. This, so they make this reference: Is this on the Geonosin planet? I don't know, or or maybe he's getting flashbacks. I'm not sure. I don't remember if they named the planet or not. But he's getting pla flashbacks of the arena from Episode Two, where his dad uh, died yeah, in the okay. arena. Uh -huh. you know? awesome pick. Okay, yeah. You know. Um. So yeah, he fucking, you know. Fights, you know, fights in the tournament, kills everybody, whipping ass, ripping off heads and shit. Then he finally gets to face off the champion. So this this uh, this warrior woman, it turns out she's some spider chick. She's got like she's like a spider alien chick. Oh, okay. you know, and she's got this weird yeah. If you can see this, uh, you know, weird arena, the, the the level, the location level is some like weird spider web level. So you know, he fights her. And it's a really cool action scene. He ends up, of course, it's Boba Fett. You know, he ends up killing her, wins the tournament, wins all this money. But then the gangsters are like, hey, yo, that was our champion. You know, you're gonna have to uh you're gonna have to like fight for us now. 
but he's like no that's okay <laughs> you know so he ends up like giving them most of the money and just take keeps the money to go pay for you know to go pay for the the to get the carbonite fixed he's like yeah. i just need this you guys can keep the rest and he walks away he goes back to dude with the carbonite you know about to go pay that guy to fix the carbonite thing but then let's get that going before before he shows up that dude gets shot oh the carbonite guy yeah the carbonite guy is supposed to fix the carbonite gets shot oh damn by some other bounty hunters and they steal con solo what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, so Boba Fett shows up and is like, damn it, you know, damn it, I gotta fucking, now I gotta go find Han Solo. <laughs> yeah. And that basically, this kicks off the war of the bounty. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and yeah, meanwhile, yeah, Jabba's like, yeah, so uh, you're gonna show up soon with Han Solo. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll be right there. <laughs> <laughs> And this kicks off the story. You know, at first, when I first heard about this, I'm like, you know, we don't need any more Skywalker saga shit. They they could have easily took the Han Solo part out, put some other MacGuffin in there. Yeah. And it would have been fine. Yeah, we don't need any of this shit. But you know what? This was fun. This was a lot of fun. The art is dope. Watching Boba Fett, like, look at his art. Like, he's just fucking up aliens, like, ripping off heads and shit. And. Mm -hmm. It's just if if you're just gonna give me Boba Fett kicking ass, I'm on board. I, I We're easy to please. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, it was a lot of fun. And from what I understand, there's like I don't know twenty tie-ins to this shit. This is oh huge. really? No, this, this is a uh, thing. Okay. Yeah, this it's 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 crossing over with the Star Wars book, with the Bounty Hunter book, the Darth Vader book, Doctor Afra. And then it's got its own War of the Bounty Hunters main book. So, and this is going on till October, you know. IG-88 number one, like, oh. That would I been, don't know. Yeah, it's been a cool-ass movie, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you know what? If you're just going to give me Boba Fett doing gangster shit, I'm sold. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'll get all the tie-ins, but I, I, I think I'm on board. So, yeah. This was my book out of the week. Four, five out of five. Fuck it, I don't care. It was all fun. Right. <laughs> Alright, so the book last book I got. Uh and I'm thankful for Gomer for telling me this book was out because I probably would have missed it if he didn't say anything. So I can't find it. Oh, there we go. Nope, not that. Why do I keep coming back to the fucking book? Not Heroes Reborn. Uh James Bond Ages Respected number three. Like I said, I'm I'm invested in the story now, Elex. So I gotta see how it ends. Because they keep throwing these weird hooks in there. So like, what? He did what? I gotta figure out where this is going on, you know. So basically, you got where the book left left off. Last time we saw it, uh, Bond killed his best friend, uh, Felix Leiter. And the Spectre agent that he did it uh, thinks that he's coming to assassinate her. And she's just like, okay, if you kill Felix Leiter and you got a gun on you, then obviously I know who you work for. And he's not going to like how sloppy you've been in this situation. Uh, and Bond, you know, they fight. You know, I just cut to the end of that. Bond eventually gets the best of her. And basically, says, yes. He sent me to come assassinate you. However, I'm willing to listen to a counteroffer. It's like, wait, what? And she was like, uh, boom. But eventually she decided to, they don't have a choice because her, her goons come in. Yeah, she was like, basically, Bond is just like, look, I'm coming to assassinate you. But if you make the counteroffer and beat his price, I'll flip it and go assassinate him. 
And then when that comes in, then the police come in. So he throws his gun down. She has the gun and basically tells the guards that some guy came in dressed like you shot this CIA agent. I was here with my boyfriend trying to make out with them. Uh, go find him. He just left out of here. So they were like, OK, man, we're going to do that. Uh, and while they're doing that, they're like, do y'all need medical attention? He's like, no, he's with me. So Bond leaves with her and he gives the guy a wink. He's like, uh-huh. So we all know what's about to go down. But anyway, this is more plot going on. So basically, they sit there and talk. Bond is pouring, you know, wine and stuff like that. And basically, she tells him, yeah, I know you work at uh, Blowfield. Uh, but if you were to flip it on him and she's like, how do, how do I know I should trust you? She's like, how do you know? Trust me. I just shot a CIA agent on U.S. soil and I'm a British spy. If that news gets out, I'm done. Plus, even the fact that British intelligence knows about that, they're basically going to come after me anyway. So if I if that improve loyalty, I don't know what will. She was like, OK, so if you can get if you can take out Blofeld for me, I will pay you triple what he was going to do. Forty five million. He was like, I can, but I can't touch him because he's too well guarded. Is there a way that you can send some guys with me to help take him out? So like, I'll make it work something out. But that's the first part of business. Next part of the business, Bond, is that I have some intel on you. Is that I heard you were this great lover. And, oh, <laughs> she's not wearing any draws either, so she already knows what's up. She, oh. And on top of it, not only are you this great lover, I also heard that you don't really get attached to your female companions. You're like, you're basically one and done. She's like, oh, is there going to be a problem? They're like, for me? Nope. So then you cue the, the Sam Smith, <laughs> you know, the, the, the love scene, you know, we get to it. She's scratching all this shit like that. And that's where she was like, huh, my intelligence lived up to its, uh, it was worth the money. She was like, well, they didn't give you a perfect score, Bond. I need multiple tries to make sure you live up to your performance. She was like, yeah, I could, but I got to call Blowfield because he's looking for my, you're looking to see if I assassinated you yet. And if I'm in your bed, he's going to know I didn't. So I need to leave and, and handle this. You're like, okay, well, we need to meet in my villa in Tuscany. Uh, and then we can celebrate after we kill Blowfield. Uh, but before they wouldn't do anything premature before then, Bonds is like, oh, I would never do anything premature. You're like, aha, funny. Anyway, so Bonds gone. He has, he's at the Watergate Hotel talking to Blowfield. And they both Blowfield knows everything that just happened, that he killed Fleetus Slider. And on the US, so he was like, okay, Bond. She knows you're onto her. You kill Felix Leiter. So give me one good reason why I shouldn't leak to the press that a British spy killed the uh, CIA, CIA agent on U.S. soil and just start World War III. Give me one reason why I shouldn't do it. He said, because I could complete the mission. Reason I complete the mission, because she told me that she'll pay me three times as much to kill you. She's like, uh, that's not going to, you know, uh, change my mind about doing this shit. He was like, listen to me. If she says what she's going to do, she's going to bring her people and her to come get you. If you bring your people to come get her, then you can take her out at first. And then, boom, you win. You become the lead inspector. So, but I need you to get me out of the United States right now. So, like, cool. And she's like, what about those scratches on your back, Bond? Like, yeah, hey, don't worry about that. Hopefully it doesn't sting. So, that's the scratches that, you know, Titiana put on her. So, by Bond, and this is interesting, too. He said, I got some more business before I leave the colonies. I don't like how he called us the colonies. But anyway, uh, so America? Turn, America, yeah, he calls the colonies. <laughs> the colonies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so turns out Felix Leiter is not dead. Felix Leiter lied. Bond shot him and grazed him just enough that it would, you know, made a lot of blood, but didn't kill him. He said it's just like a little concussion. Uh, it was just a nick. 
And Cleese is like, look, Bond, we both know how good of a shot you are. You didn't come here to see if I'm okay. You came to see if we're okay. He's like, uh-huh, you got a crush on me. You got a man crush, you know. And Bond's like, man, fuck you, I'm leaving. So that's when Felix decides to get up and say, look, Bond, I appreciate everything you did. I'm going to chill out, let everybody think I'm dead so I won't blow your cover. But when it's all said and done, if you need help, let me know. And Bond's like, I can't call anybody. Because I got one shot to uh, get rid of Spectre all together, get rid of Tatiana, get rid of Blowfield, get them all dead and gone. And I got one shot to do this, even if that shot uh, may cost make my life even shorter than what it is. And then Bond leaves the hospital and the end. So I guess the next book is going to be the big battle between the big civil war between Blowfield and Tatiana, Bond, blah, 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 and all that shit like that. So, yeah, that's what we're going on with the story right now. So, now I feel like the story is back on track. They kept, they kept throwing me on these loops like, what? Bond gone evil? What? Bond killed his best friend? But now he, it's like a, a Bond story going into it now. So, yeah. So, like I said, I'm on track. Yeah, in the obligatory six. You know he's going to have sex with the blind chick with no draws on. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> I, I want my money back if he didn't do it. <laughs> Great bonus mission. Uh yeah, but that, that's all I got. I'm I'm booked out. So uh, let's see, what do I got left? Uh real quick, I'll just go real quick. Um Batman 108. I'm surprised you didn't leave with that. Um, this was I. This was just an exposition dump. Uh, but this has this, what's her name? Miracle Molly? Micro Molly. I was going to call her Micro Molly. (laughs) (laughs) This new new character that Tinian keeps shoving down our throats. Like, like, why do you keep making all these characters, man? What is DC paying you to do this shit? Yeah, so basically last issue, Bruce decided to go undercover as uh, 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 Matches Malone. Malone. Yeah. And um, uh, what are they called? The, the, The Unsane posse or whatever they're called he's fighting him now like like just fuck it (laughs) unsane the unsane collective or whatever they're called yeah unsanity collective that's what they're called you know they've been robbing rich folks and shit and um so he goes under there and he meets miracle molly and basically she tells them what they've been doing that they're you know they're trying to like you know fuck the rich we're trying to you know for the people you know all that (laughs) shit you know it's just a big exposition dump there. She's kind of laying out that she knows he's Batman, you know, but doesn't, hasn't seen his face yet because he's got the matches Malone's face on. Um, but she knows that you're Batman, you know, why, you know, uh, why else would you be here? Um, so it just kind of explains to him what their plan is and all this shit. But he's like, yeah, but lately you guys been like uh, stealing from like big rich tech companies, blah, 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 blah. You know, you guys are kind of like, you know, opping out, operating outside your, your your normal, you know, MO. And she's like, yeah, well, we have a, one of our backers is uh, paying us to do that. Turns out they're his backer. They, they are being backed by uh, not Howard Saint. What's his name? Uh, the Saint. Saint. The, the, the one, the guy who's uh, Simon Saint. Simon Saint, yeah. I'm insane. Um, yeah, the guy who's basically in charge of the magistrate making those new cops, the new peacekeepers and shit, designing them for a future state, you know. And, so, and the peacekeepers showed up in this. No, actually, there's a demonstration on how he's 
you know, I'm doing this new police force is going to replace cops, blah, 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 blah. They're going to be the best cops ever. Shit like that. So basically reveals that he's behind the Unsanities Collective shit. Uh, and um, I think that dude in a wheelchair. Oh, yeah, uh, that dude. Uh, Maloney or whatever. Malone, matches Malone. or <laughs> I guarantee you he's Peacekeeper 1. Yeah, uh, the guy in the wheelchair who was fired uh, by Gordon. What's that guy's name? Malone? No, not Malone. What's his name? Ma Mahoney? Mahoney. <laughs> Am I making it up because Police Academy? I don't know. <laughs> Taco Berry. No, Sean, <laughs> right. Sean Mahoney. That's his name. The guy. In the his name is Mahoney. Wow, his name that's is Mahoney. <laughs> and Hightower and <laughs> Tinny is looking at us like, oh shit, I did get that from Police Academy. <laughs> he don't even know he did. <laughs> yeah. So I was. It, it was just a lot of very wordy. You know, fucking like I said, a big exposition dump. No, you know, three out of five. You know, um, and then last book I'll do is Noctera number three, okay. which is um, starting to pick up. I think I think it's going really good. This is all is an action packed issue. So this is Scott Snyder and um, Tony S. Daniel, mm -hmm. their their creator owned book on Image, uh, where the world has gone dark, the sun don't shine no more, and. Every living thing gets infected with the shadow, uh, the shadow uh, sickness or something it's called. Mm -hmm. And um, it's in the future. And this one girl, she is like a truck driver. It's like Mad Max in like, in a, but in a, you know, only during nighttime, you know, and um, she, she drives between these towns of light. These towns that have light, they're all light, lit up with light bulbs out of the dark, you know, to light up the darkness because the whole world is dark. Sun doesn't shine anymore. Um, and meanwhile, there's this like shadow guy chasing this grandfather and a little girl. The grandfather claims he can bring the sun back. Um, so she's transferring that, the grandfather and the kid to this town. Um, and then they're getting chased by the shadow man and his posse. It's this really cool action packed Mad Max car chase scene. The, the grandfather sacrifices himself to let them escape. Um, and it turns out that they're, you know, the, the, the shadow man's like, yeah, I'm not going to kill you. I'm just going to let you get infected by the darkness and become one of those darkness monsters. That's what happens. You get infected by the darkness and you become these dark shadow monsters. Um, mm. And um, the beginning of this was really cool because we get a flashback of this truck driver as when she was younger, you know, her and her brother. And when her parents become, um, become monsters, it was like, really, this is like Scott Snyder, you know, all the weird death metal and the shit that he, you know, the you know, universes colliding and rebooting, you know, you know, the 52 multiverses and all that shit that he's doing. He can really write horror really well. And this opening, like flashback, where their little kids and their parents are becoming monsters. I just gotta say that was really pretty cool, as far as like you know horror goes. Um, so yeah, I give this a four out of five. Um, yeah, it's it's just a cool story. Oh, and her brother's infected. Her brother's infected with oh, the darkness, okay. you know, and he's slow, and she's trying to get the cure, but he's slowly becoming more and more infected his you know his eyes are starting to change and shit and um 
and yeah, so that's where it ends. But yeah, I, I, this is a cool book. It's Tony S. Daniel, so his art's awesome, and it's Scott Snyder kind of writing this horror apocalyptic monster tale. So cool. See where, see where it goes from there. Uh, let's see. Tinny ain't really wants those Batman. That's gotta be because he's making too many new characters. Like, why <laughs> are you just cranking out so many new characters? It doesn't make that's any sense. What, but. That's what I heard about the new Batman book. Is like that they he was hoping like it's like the you know collectors were hoping this was going to be like another big you know like clown hunt not clown hunter uh what's the other chick the, the uh, other holly punch, punchline punchline punch yeah. like another yeah. punchline and shit and like yeah i mean he's cranking out so many characters it's kind of like taken away from it i mean if you're going to make punchline a thing make punchline a thing don't turn around and make uh a, a anti-punchline you know and <laughs> all this other shit he's doing so i don't know but yeah I'll, I'll get back on sort of later. Uh, yeah, definitely. If you like, you listen this long. If you like, share, subscribe. Uh, next week, next week is number two hundred. Eli, we got to do something special. I don't oh, know, celebrate shit. something. Yeah, oh, shit. We, time yeah, flies. We better, we better do something. Yeah. Oh, let I, me uh, shout out to my boss. You know, I forgot. You know, he was sending that article um, uh, about the the freedmen. You know, the the mm -hmm. black natives and shit. I forgot. You know, I wanted to clarify. You know, when I when I said that, you know, you know, black people were trying to hide that they were natives, I was referring to like hundreds of years ago when, you know, when the man was like hunting and lynching our people. Right. <laughs> that's, that's what I was referring to. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We, you know, black natives should be recognized and should get all their, you know, the federal recognition and, and you know, all the, you know, the sovereignty that goes along with, you know, Native American recognized tribes. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I appreciate the article you said. I have heard about that, and that's about that's the cool thing about Rutherford Falls. It's a small scene in one of the later episodes. They show a bunch of natives hanging out, and there's a black person chilling with them, like a part of like the council or whatever. So like, oh, there's a black native with them, you know, you know, and I I just thought that was cool that they are they are the show is recognizing black natives. So that's what I wanted to clarify. So. Nice. Thanks for like listening. Said, my, my, dog, my boss, we, we read your articles. <laughs> they go unfounded. Shout out to my boss. He he texts us every episode. Let us know what we did. Let us know what we think about stuff like that. Sends us like, comic books and shit. Let's send yeah. We literally, like, I, I still have my Shane Chi over here on the coffee table over here that he sent us to us. So, yeah. yeah. Shout out to him. Shout out to 616, man. He always showing up here, always saying some stuff yeah. also. All our uh, loyal listeners. <laughs> yeah, loyal. Cliff. Cliff always frying fish on here. Damn, I, I, I'm, I need to stop because I don't want to forget somebody. If I forget you, blame my heart, not my head. Um, <laughs> or is it the opposite? Blame my head, not my heart. My fault. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, definitely check out uh, episode 200. We will plan something. We're going to sit down, hash it out. Don't know what we're going to do. We'll figure it out. Um, yeah, until then, this is Leroy. This is Eli. We'll talk to you guys next week. Same bully time, same bully channel.